Uh, I'm going to tell a fallacious story about my brother, but uh, I think that's okay because uh, I don't think he ever listens to my podcast or my leaves my blog, so I think I, I'm pretty safe. Um, so, uh, if you are wondering though, I do have a, a podcast that was recently started, Your Faith with Father Andrew Vogel. Uh, the blog would be what? FatherVogel.wordpress.com. But anyways, uh, my brother uh, and I and my little sister were shopping at Target with my mom. Um, Elizabeth must have been, I don't know, uh, two or three. And uh, my brother and I were probably old enough to know better, maybe eight or nine. And my brother decided it would be good uh, to have my sister walk around the store with her eyes closed. Um, and uh, lo and behold, uh, she ran into some glass uh, uh, drinking uh, cups, uh, drinking glasses, and they, uh, she knocked them off the shelf and uh, they broke. And I remember her hand being like right next to the jagged bottom of a glass. And so she came out just fine, but um, obviously my mother was not too pleased with my brother. Now, would I have done anything like that? Of course not. I was so much better than my brother. <laughs> Maybe. But it is, it's true. Jesus says in the gospel, you know, that we should not lead, uh, you know, the little ones into sin. And in some ways, that's all of us. We are all the little ones. And we should not lead each other into sin. And so it's not only our own lives that we are, are living for, or that we're setting for example for, but for others as well. Now, as you may have heard on the news, uh, we are, there's officially a war going on in Europe, uh, in Eastern Europe. Uh, Russia invaded the Ukraine. Uh, it's the biggest use of military might since World War II in the 1940s. People are dying on both sides, and at least from the point of view of Minnesota, uh, the people in the Ukraine had nothing to worry about five months ago, but now people are dying on both sides, and not just soldiers, but civilians. We are not guaranteed anything in this life but God's love and mercy. And tonight Jesus speaks in extremes. And luckily Jesus does not speak literally. Um, if there were, there would be uh, Christians walking around with a lot less limbs and eyes. Um, although I was thinking earlier, maybe I should like uh, get a knife for the, um, for the confessional. So if you sit, I'll just whack off your arm or your, your foot. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> But Jesus speaks in extremes to wake us up. We don't know when this life will end and eternity will begin. So death is not something to prepare for at some later date. No, we need to start preparing for eternity now. Are you living for now or are you living for eternity? Because it doesn't, in some ways it doesn't matter what you answer to that question. You are living for eternity. Either an eternity in heaven or an eternity in hell. So why are you here? Are you here to learn how to live for an eternity in heaven? Or are you just waiting the time? Is it about just hanging out with other cool people? 
Or are you really trying to be here to learn how to live for the eternity, how to live in a relationship with Jesus Christ? And how those relationships flow out of that relationship with Christ? Are we just going through the motions? Or do we spend time in silent prayer to develop that personal relationship with Christ? What is it that you need to do the latter? What is it that you need to cut off? What is it that you need to pluck out of your lives so that you can go deeper? So that you can live that life living for eternity in heaven. Now the world tells you there's lots of things that you can't live without. The truth is the only thing that you need to live is Jesus Christ. To live now and to live forever. The world tells you that you can't live with a lot of things. Maybe underage drinking. Maybe uh, that's, you know, what the world, maybe that's what the people you're uh, hanging out with uh, tell you. You need to either cut out, obviously, underage drinking, or maybe even to cut off those friends. The world says that you, uh, maybe that you need sex in order to be happy, to live a full life. Um, you know, there's lots of people um, who live without sex, and I, I'm pretty sure they're not dead. Uh, if you ask any of the sisters, um, I'm sure they would gladly point that out. Uh, lots of priests as well. Uh, the world tells us that, you know, that we need these things, that we need pleasure in our lives. But we know that's not true. Sin only leads us into darkness. Holiness leads us into light. We need to strive for the light. We need to strive to live for the eternity in heaven. Satan does not want us to get there. He will do everything in his power to lead us astray. Sin is a real thing. And if Satan can get lead us into sin, maybe he can get, uh, get us to lead others into sin. But we need to stand, stop the cancer before it begins. When you look at the early church, why was, the, why was Christianity so attractive in the early church? Because they were radically living differently. They were radically living differently in the way they spent their time, uh, which people could kind of notice and kind of not notice. But it was, what people really noticed was how they radically treated each other. That they treat each other radically different than uh, the people of their time. And that needs to be true of us. We need to be radically different than the people around us. And the way that we spend our time, you know, spend time in prayer and adoration, but radically different in how we treat one another. You know, I think it was one of the videos at Seek, or maybe it was a video I watched before that, but it was saying that, you know, if Christians really believe that Jesus Christ is our Lord and Savior, 
then why aren't we more adamant about sharing that with others? In, other, in some ways we're selfish to keep that to ourselves. In some ways we're saying we don't care about others, that we don't love them, because we don't care whether they spend eternity in heaven or hell. We truly love people, we truly concern about people and their eternal life then we would want them to spend eternity in heaven. That we would want to share the gospel, we'd share the message, the good news of Jesus Christ with them. So what is it that we need to do to get there? What is it that we need to cut off? What is it that we need to pluck out? Maybe it's friends. Maybe there's a group of friends or maybe a friend that is not helping us grow in holiness. Maybe we need to cut them off. Maybe it's even a significant other. Maybe that significant other is not helping us grow in holiness. Maybe we need to cut them off. Maybe it's a TV show. Maybe it's a certain type of music. Or maybe it's an app on your phone. Um, I think I'm down to like one game uh, on my phone. I used to have words with friends. Um, what is it now? Wordle or photo? Or I don't even know. Something like that, right? But what is it that we're wasting time on? Actually, I recently got rid of the YouTube app on my phone. I was spending too much time on that. So what is it that we need to cut off? What is it that we need to pluck out? in order to live for the eternity in heaven. Lent is coming up. And so what a good opportunity to take, you know, this time, um, I guess the next week minus one day, uh, to think about what it is that we need to cut off, to cut out, to pluck out. And maybe to make uh, a firm affirmation of doing just that, especially during Lent. Again, the world will tell you that you can't live without a lot of things. The truth is, the only thing you need to live is Jesus Christ, to live now and forever.